While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. to another episode for this one we're doing it on the couch instead of in the studio because uh i I just got back and it's like already 8 p.m and poor little marty's been home alone i mean i i stopped by to like feed him and and take him out to go to the bathroom (laughs) i didn't just neglect him for uh 16 hours or whatever the day would have been um but he's had a lot of time alone in between when i got home or when i went to work got home for a little bit and then went to uh an event uh, with Katie. Um, so we're doing this on the couch so that the poor little guy's not alone. So if it sounds different, you're fine. But uh, If you are new to the podcast, welcome to it. My name is Ryan. I'm a, a teacher, a coach, instructional coach. I run this podcast. We have a Patreon for the podcast. If you want to go above and beyond, it's patreon.com slash classroom brew. And I'll give a big shout out to Adam, Leo, Leslie, Sabrina, Melinda, Cindy, James, and Lish. Those are our current Patreon members supporting the podcast and going above and beyond. Can tell I'm trying to be a little extra quiet because I'm not in my usual space where I can get loud. Um, anyway, uh, I if you haven't seen this, by the way, the the mother of the six year old who shot uh, Abigail Zwarner, uh, the teacher, elementary school teacher, uh, apparently uh, pled guilty to a uh, felony child neglect. So if you don't know that story, um, it's a sad one where the Sounds like this student had a number of concerns, we'll put it that way, where I guess the parents had to be one-to-one in the school with uh, him, and uh, he had access to firearms in the home, and they, you know, they retained that they locked it up, but clearly they didn't. And uh, it sounds like she, the the teacher, um, had to, I mean, rightfully so, had to sue the district because the the response from their school administration was uh, subpar. We'll go with that. Uh, and now it's just gotten into this ugly back and forth of you know who actually like did did the teachers do enough or, or you know and that we're used to that. They always claim that we we never did enough, but she has a long recovery and a painful one, and not just the the physical side, but the the emotional side. What's sad is that it's come out more recently, and this is like BBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, everything like that. People have posted that, the, or, or reported that he has ADHD, among other issues, uh, and apparently even the student boasting about uh, shooting the, the, the teacher, which is horrible, saying I did it, got my, gun, my mom's gun and did it. Uh, truly horrible, but... Uh, again, I think the woman should never have to teach again. I think she should be able to retire on, you know, whatever the settlement winds up being. Yeah, I, again, I don't know much about it, but I thought it was interesting that the the parents are now facing a bit of, uh, 
not backlash because it's, it's way more severe than, uh, than that, but they are facing consequences for what, uh, what happened here. So anyway, uh, anyway, the school year started. It is uh, right now middle of the week. And if you couldn't tell by my voice, I am exhausted. <laughs> Anyone else having uh, existential career crises? That's crisis plural. Um, <laughs> existential career crises uh, on their commute to and or from work? Just me? Nobody else. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, depending on the music that's playing or the podcast that's playing, you go through it on that commute. You know? <laughs> Just in the car, you're like, I could do this shit. I was born to do this shit. Then like five minutes later, you're like, I could probably work anywhere else. <laughs> so another minute, you're like, I should be a teacher for the rest of my life. Then the next minute, you're like, custodians seem like they got a good gig, huh? I'm not knocking any of these careers, by the way, uh, teaching included. Um, maybe I'm knocking teaching a little bit, but I'm a teach. I'm, I'm on the, I'm in the, the in group for that. And I don't know if it's just because of it's, it's overwhelming the first you know, week. I hate the first week. I've talked to this podcast is what, six, five, six years old. I talk about that. I feel like every year where I hate the first week. Although strangely, last year, which was better than the year before, which is better than the year before. Uh, I didn't mind the first week as much last year as, as I usually do. School year 21 to 22, probably one of my least favorite years, but 22 to 23, big improvement. Yeah, I don't know. So the, and part of it too is the, the element of just going, getting back into the swing of things and adjusting to your schedule. But does anyone else at their school just, it just feels like we're so unprepared. It feels like we suck at preparing. Like we had three months to do this shit and, and somehow it's, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday and we're like, Hey, can I get a smart board please? Or, or in our case, it's, uh, we have these, uh, they're called Promethean boards. I don't know what they do. It's a TV that you can airplay to. At least what we have. I think they just call it Promethean boards. I don't think they actually are. Because I'm sure they do other cool shit. But we have these for this Apple Pilot. And uh, the idea is that we can airplay from our iPad onto this screen. That's cool. Where's the screen, though? <laughs> I can't airplay to my projector from, you know, 1999 because doesn't handle that, obviously. But uh, apparently they order the screens, but they refuse to mount them to the walls because of lead paint or whatever, which just, I don't know, maybe just close your mouth when you're drilling into the wall. And um, so the, the alternative is to get like those, not the TV carts from when I was a kid, because those are like really big, cumbersome things with the strap that goes around, you know, when a sub was going to play a movie for you. But these are like these these carts where it's, it's kind of like the, the hardware when you install your TV onto your wall at home, except for it's on a cart. But the school or the district, I don't know who's to blame, they didn't buy the carts for these TVs. So it's just the screen, it's just the TV. Is it, we're going to be like, um, what, <laughs> what, are those, what are those guys when like a, a business is liquidating a liquidation sale and there's those guys on the street that are just like spinning the sign and shit that say business this way, going out of business. We're going to be like that. But instead of, instead of going out of business, it's uh, <laughs> merging with a charter school or some shit. I don't know. Uh, no, our, our, we have to do this, I guess. I guess hold our Promethean boards. They haven't said we're going to do that. I'm sure they'll order shit. But like, why didn't we, 
why didn't we think about this? You know, I have a set of uh, Chromebooks because we are not a one-to-one school, but uh, just about every classroom has a Chromebook cart to, you know, kind of be like, you know, like day school one-to-one. The kids don't bring them home, but during the day in their school day, they have essentially one-to-one if, if need be. And we're also getting these iPads and like, I haven't seen the iPad. I mean, the teachers have them, but I haven't seen these iPads for the students. The Chromebooks that I've had since I think my second year of teaching are no longer supported by our district. So they had to be replaced or they have to be replaced. And uh, that didn't happen until like end of the day on, on Wednesday or some shit like that. Like just, why aren't we ready? We knew about that. A lot of these, these supplies were already here. Why were we so unprepared? And when I say we, I don't mean teachers. But I did, you know, figuratively get caught like way off guard. Because, you know, people ask like, how do you feel about this year? And I, I just, I wasn't sure. And I really knew that it was going to be a weird start because this is my first time having a first period in a, in a couple of years. And uh, <laughs> I'm used to turning around and there are very few kids. But on, you know, day one, of my seventh year teaching, so I'm not new to this game, um, but every year's different. It's like a snowflake. But um, six kids are in the room, and four out of the six don't speak any English. So, and, and it's because of the recent, you know, there are, we are a receiving school for refugees and neighborhood school and transfers, and apparently some schools are closing that are nearby, but not necessarily in our district. I don't know. Just had to figure it out on the spot. And the best I could come up with, because I, I took French in high school instead of Spanish, was to use the iPad they gave me and type out what I was saying so it could play it back in Spanish, which then evolved into speaking in English into the iPad, and then the iPad repeats it back a few seconds later in Spanish. And I say a few seconds later, but that's generous. So if I don't you know, if I don't speak in one sentence increments, you're waiting for a while for it to process what you said, you know, all two sentences of it, then it translates it, then it has to load the voice, then the voice says it with like somewhat good inflection. It's not a perfect system, but I feel bad. I feel like I sucked in, in that first period class the first couple of days. Whether I was prepared or not, it just sucked. Because, uh, you know, wasn't expecting it, but then even adjusted, but just the, the sheer delay for everybody in the room because of that, it just limits what we're doing. And we don't have ESL supports in our school. We don't. And I am not ESL certified, unfortunately, and I am not fluent in Spanish, unfortunately, but this is where we're at. So <laughs> I guess the uh, existential crisis, even just waking up in the morning was just, what the fuck am I going to do? to make sure that all of our students are, are getting what they need. You know? And there, I think I might have apologized via Google Translate, or, or sorry, Apple Translate, whatever the Translate app is, uh, 30 times, thanking them for being flexible and or <laughs> apologizing for, for not um, being able to just say it myself uh, at least 30 times in a class period. And then just knowing me with my personality, I'm sure I apologized for apologizing. <laughs> I might have even said, like, thank you for working with me on this. Like, I, I apologize. I'm so sorry. 
Um, I'll be obsolete soon and computers will take over. This is my retire. This is my retirement tour. <laughs> uh, but you know, so there are plenty of teachers that, um, and if you're listening, maybe this is you as well. And you're all better people than me, but people that were going in on Saturday and Sunday before the first day of school on Monday, because that's how days of the weeks work, weeks work, weeks work. That's how days of the weeks work. He said on the podcast, I'm not taking that out by the way, because you're getting the real deal. And also editing, <laughs> I'm sorry, it just takes time. And I don't, Matt, I don't think you're going to edit this one. This might be me. But I, I was offered, like, do you want to come in on Saturday and Sunday? We're going to be here all day. And I said, no, I work better under pressure. I didn't say that, but in my head, I said that. Because, <laughs> oh my God, I, there's nothing I want less than to be there on a Saturday or Sunday at the school that I work. You know, I'm used to doing it from, from when I was a coach uh, for football and track too, actually. We do plenty of Saturday weekend stuff, mostly Saturday. And there's nothing I want any less than to, to be at work on, on, my, on my time. And I will say, I, this is um, not a complaint. This is a, I, I will applaud my administration because back-to-back years, they have provided every teacher with more than enough time in their classroom. The, uh, and time in the classroom is hard to come by because the first week for teachers when there aren't students in the building, it's all the compliance stuff. It's all the, you know, curriculum meetings and data meetings and departmental meetings, you know, grade level, everything. But they've done a really good job of making sure that we have plenty of time. And I appreciate that. I really do. Well, anyway, I was looking at, at the social media app for... I guess millennials and boomers, really. And every so often I will get like suggested friends and, you know, I just kind of scroll through and, you know, kind of half-ass it on, on that app. I don't think, I, when's the last time I posted on my personal Facebook? I was tagged in a couple of things for like intramural softball. Okay, I, not a good example, but for uh, Marty's birthday, I posted his fourth uh, birthday photo. And then, Prior to that, it was uh, bachelor party photos. But other than that, the last time I posted was like early June. And before that was like probably our engagement shoot. It goes months at a time, about four to six months at a time in between each of those. Probably the same for the podcast Facebook. The point being, I don't know why I got on that tangent. I apologize. But point being is every so often, um, I, I'll see some of my former teachers show up. Because one or two of them added me, and then, you know, I'll see some, uh, like my former uh, gym teacher in elementary school, uh, connecting with him was really cool. I've connected with my third grade teacher, uh, kindergarten teacher. I'm saying a lot. I apologize. Um, As I say it again. But it was really cool connecting and just letting, it's cool to let your influential adults or teachers know. I know personally hearing that from, and I only have six completed years under my belt. So that's a much smaller sample size. But when you hear from a student immediately or shortly after or whatever it might be, it, it is a good feeling. It's nice to hear. It's nice to hear the impact that you had. You know? So I bring this up because, because of seeing former teachers from, you know, K through 12 of mine, uh, I'll get the occasional memory <laughs> from from when I was a student. And I want to see if if uh, anyone who's an elementary school teacher 
has like a similar version of this. I'm sure now it's like a, there's a digital 2023 version of it. But uh, I, I don't know what grade this was. Maybe I should like see if my former teachers can be, would want to be on. That'd be cool. Um, we had Steve on though, like in the first year of the podcast, former teacher, uh, former teacher of mine, still a teacher from uh, Too Much Scrolling, the podcast. We had this thing when we wrote, it must have been a lesson on like business letters. So we couldn't have been that young because what seven-year-old is going gonna, is gonna to write, what seven-year-old is going to write a business letter, you know? Um, but I remember we had to write these business letters to celebrities and we got to choose and it was a whole thing and we, we finally like some of us heard back and it was more so just like it's a P.O. box or their agent gets all that shit and they send you something. So maybe the next time I'm at, my, I'm at my parents' house, I'll have to see if this is, because I got a response from my person who I, I will reveal in a second and it will really date me uh, <laughs> in terms of my, my age. But uh, I got like a response and I had like a signed thing. I think I'm making it more grandiose in my mind. Yeah, probably. Sammy Sosa. I wrote to Sammy Sosa. <laughs> so, uh, if you don't know, Sammy Sosa in the late 90s and early 2000s was the power-hitting right fielder for the Chicago Cubs. More recently and commonly known for his use of steroids and the corked bat during a, a home run hitting swing. Uh, as well as, something's going on, I guess, with like bleaching. But I don't want to get into that for, for obvious reasons. But I wrote to Sammy Sosa and, and I heard back and there was one time I even, he was still on the team, I think, until 04. Jeez, I don't even know. It all, you know, blends together. But uh, I remember thinking when I went to, we went on a, a tour of Wrigley Field. This is before all the renovations to Wrigley that they have now. And uh, in the locker room, Sammy Sosa's locker was like right fucking there. Like right by where we could actually go where before it was roped off. And I remember, like an idiot, thinking, my letter's been here. No, it wasn't. Hasn't been. You know where it was? A P.O. box somewhere, kid. Um, I don't know what, do, do they still do that? Do they still, like, do, are kids writing to Dua Lipa and Justin Bieber via email, or via DM? Business letters, but instead it's DM, <laughs> proper, <laughs> proper DM etiquette at the elementary level. I got to figure out what, that, that had to have been like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, something like that. Maybe not sixth grade. That I, I would have remembered that a little bit better. Uh, I got to figure that out. But yeah, writing fan mail to, to Sammy Sosa in elementary school, it was a big deal. We spent, we had drafts, multiple drafts of this to write our, <laughs> to, write, to write my business letter as an elementary school kid to Sammy Sosa. I had to do multiple drafts that he didn't even read. I bet you they probably just, uh, honestly, they probably don't open them. Not to shit all over it, but I don't know if they, they probably don't have time. At the time, Sammy Sosa was a big deal. Uh, whatever the return address, they're just like, send a signed card that it's pre-printed. He didn't actually sign the thing. I got to find that though. So maybe I'll report back and figure out where that went. So. Wait, if uh, anyone else, I I'm truly curious. I, I think what I'm going to start doing on the podcast, is, well, one, getting more people on, uh, but I want to start to frame it selfishly because of this year being a potential transitionary year for me as a teacher. Uh, I want to start asking people just generally uh, when they are on, structuring it more in something that, I don't know if it will be helpful, but for me, I think it'll be interesting 
Uh, what's frustrating about education? What are you excited about with education? Uh, and I got to think of something else, but I want to get to the heart of like, what, what are people frustrated about, which we always talk about, but I want to really emphasize that what are you excited about? And it could be their classroom, it could be trends, it could be who knows, because I feel like that's something that's not necessarily highlighted a lot. I feel like it's either complaining about the job, which is for sure the fun of it, as we all know, uh, or it's like a, what are your strategies in the classroom, and yada yada, stuff like that. I'm not, I'm generalizing. Admittedly, I don't listen to that many teacher podcasts, and for sure I don't listen regularly at all, because I need to get away. I'm not knocking anyone's teacher podcasts at all, but personally, I need to like unplug from that part of my brain. You know, I need like a, a, a dumb podcast where it's just simple nonsense uh, that'll make me laugh. Because again, you know, it all depends on the mood. I could be having an existential crisis or I could be thinking, this is great and I'm doing what I want to do for forever. So I think that'll be some of the trends that we get into as we have more people on the podcast. So that said, if you want to be on the podcast, you can email me classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash classroombrew. And again, a big shout out to our current Patreon members. So again, Adam, Leo, Leslie, Sabrina, Melinda, Cindy, Lish, and James. Thank you so much for supporting. Uh, everybody else, though, if you want to you know, jump in, I think we have a $2, $4, and $7 tier. Uh, and it's, you know, you get some, uh, some podcast merch out of it. So, uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't a car cast. Remember how many of those I had to do last year, last school year? That wasn't fun, but for me. Um, but thank you guys for the, the support, for listening in. And until next week, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.